The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. I'm feeling the good Hey, hey, Margaret. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. Marvelous is not here. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss her. So we Lo- have... Lovely Leah. Lovely <laughs> Leah with us. Miss <laughs> Leah Wood, thank you so much for being here. She's also part of our special ed department. Yes, I am. At Region 19. We're here at the K-Fox Studios with our Good Vibes Only, our 19th Fed Lounge. I'm very excited. And can you tell us a little bit about... Who's joining us today? Oh, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never thought it would have before in my life with you. <laughs> he is. He's with us. Yes, Dr. Armando Aguirre. You just wanted me to say his name. Yes, that's right. Uh, he's our uh, executive director for ESC Region 19. I'm so excited. I'm proud of it. Yes, yes I'm, I'm proud of it. Sure. Yes, I yes, love yes. that. So to kind of get us started a little bit, can you tell us a little bit about what got you into education? Because we're Education Service Center right education first word yeah. so just thinking in terms of like a little bit about your journey just a quick a quick uh, yeah. overview of how I got to where I'm at yeah kind of well I tell you what when um, growing up I always I, I love sports and so like like many others thought okay I could coach right I can like, yeah. play sports I wanted to coach but uh, what was interesting is I started in college and I started taking the courses uh, I, I found a, a love for journalism Mm-hmm. So I went from wanting to coach to wanting to teach journalism. Oh, wow. So that, that kind of happened. And so I ended up being a teacher at Jefferson High School. And, uh, not Jeff. And not Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I represent no, you. Yeah. You can't once say a, Jefferson what, without. What's a, a fox? Always a fox. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, uh, and, and, and now I'm a silver fox. No, but, <laughs> no, but um, all kidding aside, it was, it was a great time. Uh, I was there for six, almost seven years. And in that time, you know, I was able to really get a feel for how students can really do well when given the right opportunities. Yeah. And so because it was a journalism class, uh, we competed in various events from the yearbook to our newspaper. So uh, and the, our intent was to have the best newspaper possible. Of course. And compete. And so we reached a point where we competed in New Mexico. And we oh, actually wow. won the best of show. Ooh, that's awesome. That's yeah, yeah, so when you think about it, right, you have these students from Jefferson High School um, who, I, there was one time uh, where I actually was in a, our first tournament, our first comp- writing competition, a UIL competition, mm-hmm. and they actually, one of the sponsors, not that he was being ugly, I think he was trying to be funny, and right. he, said, uh, he said, Jeff showed up. Ooh. You know, and challenge thought, met. Like, yeah, challenge yeah. Accepted, right? <laughs> So then that first, first competition, it was amazing because we won. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, so then see? I was able to look at him like, so what do you think of Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff showed up. <laughs> we're, here, we're here. So that happened. And then, um, you know, year in after that, we, we kept doing, we're competitive. We're mm-hmm. competitive. Great. Uh, many a student went on to get into journalism, get into writing, uh, become oh, professional easy. photographers. And so I, to me, that just speaks volumes that if you if you tap into uh, an individual's interests and wants, and then give them their, their the opportunity to succeed, mm-hmm. they'll do it. They exactly. Will. And so that, they proved it there, right? So that's when I realized, okay, how do you impact more people? And really, that's always been my drive. So how do you impact more people? Mm-hmm. And so I got into into administration, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it started there. 
but being an assistant principal um, was was okay. But it it didn't allow me to work with students in the in the capacity I wanted to work with. Right. So I was fortunate that I became a principal um, in less than two years from from the time I became a, mm -hmm. a assistant principal. So now I was at Bell Elementary. And same thing. You you have a school on the south side of El Paso who mm -hmm. who um, was was struggling mm -hmm. in in trying to uh, meet the the state mandates, and in that short period of time, I also realized teachers like students, they just need a little bit of um, support, a little guidance, a little someone sh taking interest in their well being. Exactly, mm -hmm. a little love. Teachers yeah. need to be loved. Yeah, they need some love, and so we did that. We did that, and. Um, because of what happened there, we went from a, a low-performing campus to mm -hmm. a recognized campus in about That's three years. Amazing. So yeah, I felt real good about that, right? And right. so from there, we just kept it going. I was fortunate from there to go get hired as a, I opened a brand new school, uh, Cordova Middle School. Oh, wow. And, and that went well. So well, that's nice to be able to open a new building, right? Because that doesn't happen very often in education. No, you usually no. inherit something else or somebody else's mess or right. somebody else's Their bad high plumbing. performing school. But yeah. now you're like, great, I gotta follow that. <laughs> right? follow that. Yeah. So, but there again, you know, when when you do that, you you find that this particular school, Cordova Middle School at the time, now it's not I mean that is actually now it's not even gonna exist anymore, which is which is kind of sad. Mm -hmm. But um, what? What was interesting there is that they took three, three uh, pre-K schools mm -hmm. and created one middle school because at the time there's there's just a great uh, amount of apathy in the three schools. I mean the right. kids weren't performing in various events. They weren't. There's only one football team. The other two didn't have a football team. Mm -hmm. So it kind of right. wanted to get to, you know kind of um, get get the kids to get pumped again about going to school and doing well for themselves. Right. So then the, that's where Cordova Middle School came in. And so uh -huh. it was interesting how it, it played out. And that was, to me, another telltale sign that if, when you give students an opportunity and you and you give them that pathway, they're going to do it. Right. They went that first, first year, we competed in UIL. And I told them, this is, this is I think, a key a key phase that, uh, or, or thought or philosophy that, that's critical. I told them, you know, you only have one chance to make that first impression. Yeah. Yep. I go, here we are, and there's there's many of people who are doubting that we're going to do well. Mm -hmm. So let's prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. Let's take this there opportunity. Let's take this year and let's make it work. And and they did. They yeah. they they took it to heart. They worked on it, and lo and behold, that at the end of that first year, they won the UIL competition for the in the district. They won. Um, the track championship, both boys and girls, Great. for the district. So, so it just kind of tells you that mm -hmm. when you give students opportunity, it just changes their their thought process. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's what I'm excited about. And then, you know, I was fortunate to do it again at, at, a, at another another middle school. But I'll fast forward uh, to to uh, where I was the early college principal, right? Which was another first in El Paso, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and. Um, to me, Mission Early College really, really uh, set the tone for what students can do. Exactly. Because now we have, I believe, the 17 to 19 early colleges in our city. Mm -hmm. um, kids are graduating with their with their associates, associates. after mm -hmm. two years. So it's and and furthermore, they go on to UTIP. Right. As as seniors, they're mm -hmm. now graduated with their associates. 
with juniors in high school, and during their senior year, they're working on their junior year of college. Right. So it's just, it just, you look at that and you realize when you put students in a, in a situation mm-hmm. to succeed, right. they will. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so that theme sounds like that, you know, you started and tapped into, motivated you to keep going. And it was like, yeah. okay, it's not just one set of students yeah. right now. I've got to impact even more. And I love that you use the same type of philosophy with your, your teachers. It's the adults who really need it. Because then they turn around and motivate the students you're trying to get to. So it sounded like that continued that theme. So then from early college, you know, going into that setting, setting. what broadened your horizon there? Here's, here's, I think, a a great story because, you know, we have everyone, I believe, um, uh, knows uh, Dr. Natalicio. uh, Mm -hmm. Yes. And because of the work we did at the early college, um, they they quickly um, embraced what we were doing mm-hmm. and wanted to make that part of what they did, right? right? So what we did is we took and they came to visit and they saw the work that was done. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, um, she asked me if I'd be willing to join them. So after six years of being at the early college, seeing two graduating classes, um, I was asked to be part of the UTEP faculty or staff and I became the assistant provost. Oh, and the wow. intent there was to how do we impact, how do we impact just not those in this early college, but how do we impact all students? Mm-hmm. And so talk about being in that position, right? And so that's that's where I was real proud of that moment. I was right. proud of the fact that the work that had been done had been noticed by someone like mm-hmm. Dr. Natalie. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's a big huge. deal. It is. It is who embraced it, right? Mm-hmm. And said, you know what? Why don't you come work for us? And this year we can't. Uh, Expand, like multiply what you already do so well. Scale Mm -hmm. what you do, and so yeah, we we started doing that. Um, But what was interesting is I did that for two years, but then the superintendents I started working with through that are the ones that encouraged me to apply for the job. That's amazing. They're the ones that said, you know what, you need to be. This is great. You help us quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But you would help us more if you were at the service. You were over here, and so. That's what happened. And that's what happened. And I was very fortunate to be selected. Yes. And I was, you know, and so now, you know, the rest is the rest is history, you know. But they, well, actually, it's not history because we're still writing the book. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was going to yeah. say yeah. the story's we're, we're not, not done yet. Story's not done yet. And the story yeah. you're telling is what we look at in special education under transition, talking about give the student the opportunity, let them succeed. Then mm-hmm. how can I impact elsewhere? And you just grow and grow and grow until you end up with what I assume is your dream job. I don't know if you're looking <laughs> there could for be something more. else, right? Yeah. Yeah. For another this chapter. Is, this is definitely uh, something that I'm, I'm very proud of. And right. I think we're, we're in a position, and I say we're because you guys are, are part of that team, where we can really impact and, and have a, a positive push to for student success. Exactly. Yes. And, and yes. that's yeah. that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah. Know. That's definitely yeah. something we we sense there. So knowing mm-hmm. when you were going in, what did you know about the education service center? Like what was your how did that grow in your understanding of what it is? Cuz there's still people and one of the reasons mm-hmm. we're here, KFox that we really want to promote what we do at the education service center is so people understand what it is cuz I still mm-hmm. get asked, you know, what district do you work for? And I'm well, like, you, you work oh, for APISD, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, what were what? How did you know about the service center? What did you know about it? Well, I'll be honest. When I first first was was a principal, 
And I thought of the of the region service center. I, I would think more of uh, media services. Okay. Helping helping in that capacity. Yeah. If you needed if you needed microphones or if you needed you know video cameras, uh-huh. that would be the place to go. And Do you get think that. that ties because of your journalism experience? Like you relied on the service center for that kind of support. You know that's a, that's a very good possibility that, that that's why that was the service I saw and that's mm-hmm. right. the, hence why I, I saw it for that. But um, it wasn't until I was at at, at Mission, Mission mm-hmm. Early College, that I started seeing a little more and, and, and seeing the value that, that it brought. Definitely by the time I got to UTEP mm-hmm. and it was assistant provost there and the meetings with the superintendents and the meeting with my predecessor who, who was part of that, we would get together and have conversations. And then I started seeing what they brought to the table. But I also saw what they could bring to the table. Ah, there we go. I like that. And, and yeah. I think that's kind of what, when it, when the opportunity came up, at first I was not uh, too too sold on the idea because I thought I, I'm, I can help from here. Right. But the more I talked to the superintendents, the more they convinced me that there's more we can do there. Mm-hmm. And so they're right. They're right. I mean, being at the, yeah. at the, the service center now, what I've noticed is that it wasn't that it wasn't already in place. There's a lot of great things happening. Yes. But to your point, no one knew about it, and that mm-hmm. really beca- continues to be the the charge, right? To yes. How do we ex- how do we expand our our um, our base? You know, how do we get mm-hmm. more people to understand the value of what the service center brings? I think that more and more we we we're more relevant to what districts do. Mm-hmm. We help them yes. more capacities. The the superintendents. Uh, see who we are and what we are. There is a, a board member um, who put it nicely. She said, you know, there is a time where people would ask her, you know, hey, have you worked with the, with the service center? She'd say, why Region 19? And then she goes, now, fast forwarding, she says, now I say, why not Region yes, 19? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is the same uh, one, one of many board members, right? So we work the gamut. We work with the boards. We work with the mm-hmm. superintendents, the, the principals, the teachers, the parents, the students. Yes. So there's to include bus drivers, to include um, custodial staff. If if they work in the school districts, there's opportunity for us to train them. Their their nutrition, their their cafeteria, mm-hmm. any anyone having to do with with education or working with students in any capacity, somehow some way we have a uh, our our finger on it. Yeah, right. And so I think that's that's an important piece. So uh, we've been fortunate that people call and say, you know, they have a question regarding certain things, and then of course we can send them to the right department. Mm-hmm. Say, fill them in, tell them, tell them all about this. Yeah. And so it's been great. You know, I think I think we're in a good place, mm-hmm. uh, but we want to continue building on that. And what we want to do, and, and I'm glad we're doing this, we want the community to realize we're here for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Regardless, matter of fact. Uh, Taking a, taking a step further, we work with all students to include students from charter schools, yes. students from parochial schools, uh, even even in some capacities, uh, the private schools. Mm-hmm. Because being students in our community means that they fall under our umbrella. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to make sure that they get what they need. And so we do work with various, in some, case, in some cases, indirect, but... Uh, in most cases, it's a direct uh, approach to what we do with everybody. Uh, and I think special ed is a great way of looking at how we tie with everybody because we have students who yes. are in private 
um, schools mm-hmm. who need services. Mm-hmm. And so they'll turn around and send them to the public school and we accommodate. Right. You know, right. And we do it for the right for the right reasons for the students. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think all of us got at least in this room right now, right? <laughs> These three chairs. Mm-hmm. Got into education for the reasons that you just explained. You know, it's not about, oh, this is what I do or, you know, oh, I'm a teacher. It's, no, we're, we're in it because we don't mind rolling up our sleeves and getting in there with, with the students because we know what the process is. We know what the outcome needs yeah. to be. And, and I mean, let's face it, they're the ones that are going to be running the country and picking our nursing homes in a few yeah, years. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. So maybe, maybe it's for selfish reasons, right? right. We want to make maybe sure. a little, yeah. maybe. It's a little investment in our I, future, yeah. yes. Sometimes they'll ask me, you know, why do you do and I And I kind of find myself saying, well, maybe it's for selfish reasons, you know. But, but you know, all, all kidding aside, the the more we do for them, the better off we'll be too. So Absolutely. it's a win win. It's a win mm-hmm. win, and obviously, you know, they will they'll benefit from the work we're doing, and they'll start seeing the the values, and and they'll be able to take off. You know, one of the things that I think is is also important when it comes to um, working with with students is this idea of of all students, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're fortunate, you know, when it comes to to our region. If you compare us to other regions uh, throughout, there's 20 of them throughout our state. We're the best, and but there's 20. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if, we, if we're not biased, right? No, uh, no. no but there, the there's, truth. There's, some, there's some there's some facts to go right along with it, right? Mm-hmm. To support our, our stance and 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 one of them that we're most proud of is the fact that we have, for instance, the highest the highest number of students who uh, apply for post secondary school, mm-hmm. and and that's critical. Now. Is it high enough? No, not yet. Really, really, as far as I'm concerned, and it's a charge that we have with the com- with the community as well, more importantly with the superintendents and every district, is how do we get every student to be post-secondary ready? Yes. How do we have every student? And when I say every, I mean every student, not right. just not just those who, who fall in various categories. I'm saying all students. Put them in a position, and notice I say post-secondary because it doesn't necessarily mean a four-year university. Right? Yeah. It could be a two-year we program. Know, yeah. It could be a certification. It it could be an opportunity for a student to have a career mm-hmm. moving forward. And if we can do that for them, then we've done our part. Exactly. And so that that really has become a a kind of like a a thought that we we keep in our forefront that we need to make sure that whatever it takes to do that is what we do. Of course, the pandemic got in the way, right? Yeah. And so that that uh, set us back a little bit. But we're quickly talking about that again. You know, that we're looking at it because we are already the highest in the state. But we shouldn't consider that a success story no. because it needs to be higher than, I believe we're at 75%. We should be closer to 100%. Exactly. As a matter of fact, that's what I tell the superintendent. We should think in terms of 100%. Yeah. Is it is it... Am I kidding myself? Well, but that should be the target. Anything less than that is us selling the kids short. It's I agree, mm-hmm. and that's You're our target. All mm-hmm. students, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not unreasonable to think that you know your valid Victorian mm-hmm. to your student receiving special education services and some support, some intense support services mm-hmm. can't have a post secondary experience because, yeah. like you said, it's not four year university. It is two year technical certification. And when we had the freeze in Texas almost a year ago now, oh, yeah. nobody called the engineer that screwed up the, the, the uh, power grid. The grid, right. They were calling the plumber, the electrician, the welder, 
the carpenter, and those guys were making 150000 a year because of that skilled trade. Because of their skills. No, yes. definitely, definitely. I think that's that's where we're at now. But the great news is that our, our districts, they get it. They get mm-hmm. it. And that's, yeah. that's the push. We have those conversations. Mm-hmm. We meet monthly, and those conversations uh, always uh, are, are never about why. It's all about how. Yes. And, and we're, we're pushing that envelope. And so it's it's on us, too, as, as the service center, to continue helping them do that for students. Mm-hmm. Because they do have a lot on their plate. I mean, they, they have quite a bit on their plate covering various um, subgroups and, and making sure that they do well. So the, we need to make sure that we keep the eye on the ball and, and that we, you know, and on the prize, as they yes. say. Yes. And make sure that we, we do what's right for all students. Yeah. So. I'm I'm excited about that because we we are hitting um, the class when it comes to that, but we're we're not satisfied, and then you know that by just talking to the superintendents, they're wanting to push the envelope more. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm I'm happy for us as a community. Um, know that everyone is pushing for that, mm-hmm. but uh, and I feel you know I feel confident that we'll continue pushing that that number up and up and up and soon enough you know we'll. We'll hit that 80, 85, 90 percent. Yes. Which is, which is what we should do. It's nice there. We have those bragging rights, too, that mm-hmm. we have the yes. highest post-secondary. Mm-hmm. We'll have to tuck that in my pocket for later. <laughs> Use yeah. that. But I think it's really important, and what you touched on, too, is, you know, understanding what the Education Service Center is. While you're coming up, it's, to Leah's point, like, it's what you're, what you're needing it for in that moment, right? And then as you broaden, then it becomes something you're like, well, I think I'm going to work there. I know it's my dream job and I always took it as what a great opportunity and kind of what you were saying now I can reach even more people Mm -hmm. and inspire Mm -hmm. them to do what I enjoy doing so much Mm -hmm. and that's making sure everybody has that opportunity and chance yeah so I am so excited we're all speaking the same language and I I love that you were here with us so you could showcase where it is we work and who's above us but walking side by side with us so we really do appreciate that about you well thank yeah, you thank you yeah. it's, it's yeah. been great and and uh, we're we're fortunate because we're working we're walking right along with our with our districts yes mm-hmm. and i think that's what's made us a little uh, more impactful and more effective because yes. um I, you know there are other service centers around that you know, unfortunately they're having a juggle juggle you know different things right and for us it, it's not about juggling it's more about you know aligning and continue yeah. to push the, those uh, uh, expectations and so we, and, we see it and I think with your leadership too you've also brought in that that aspect of it, we're customer service we built those relationships and once you build them and establish them that yeah. network, that support, the the district's willingness to bring us in to, to partner with us and to, to help develop trainings, I think goes a long way. But those relationships that we've all established, I think, speak volume, volumes. And it's yeah. under your leadership that yeah. we've kind of had that guidance of, hey, make sure you're taking that extra minute to stop and say, how are you? What, yeah. what can I do? Yeah. do? Do you need anything? Where are you at? Yeah. No, that's, that's so so true. I mean, because our successes are their successes, right. but, but their shortfalls are our shortfalls, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's how I see it, right? So we we always have to continue building those relationships, making sure that we're on the same page, and, and understanding that if if there's something that they need, then we need to make sure that we give it to them, yes. and we do what's right for them, and we fix it. So um, that that to me has been the approach I've used throughout. I mean, when it comes to my my educational career and professional career, right? Right. It's just always trying to do what's right for 
um, for those around you and try to see if, the, if you can get more mileage out of those that work with you, then those who are going to benefit are going to be the students. And ultimately, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we're here. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But we thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Yeah, so oh, here. It wasn't pleasure. too bad, right? Oh, it's no. over? No, you're super <laughs> happy. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's what we get from yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not too bad. This is great. This is great. I'm so nice. glad you guys are doing this, uh, making, making people aware of the various uh, fractions of education mm-hmm. because it's a... Uh, it's, uh, like we were saying earlier, right? It, it all ties together. Yeah. And so you'll hear from other people and you've heard from others. And so if you put them and it's a puzzle, even if they don't un- uh, say anything about the others, if you just listen close enough, there's that puzzle and, and it becomes, they're just pieces of the puzzle. Right. Make the whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all need each other. Yeah, so, and sure. that's very evident when we work, we all come together yeah. uh, with the same goal in mind. So we appreciate that. So we're glad you're here to represent. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you all so much. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Good you. vibes only. Our 19th yeah. bed lounge. Vibes. Vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks. Right. And thanks for coming. And thank you for letting me We miss this marvelous Melissa. Right. But thank you so much for sitting I'm glad in. I could fill in. Yes. <laughs> The Special Education Information Center is proud to provide resources and interactive features to help bridge the partnership between schools and families. Live chat with experts as we help you understand your child's disability, your rights, and what options are available to you. Spedtext.org. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.